welcome to the Fantasy Rewind Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dylan Stoll, and I'm joined as always by my friend Mike. Hey. So today, we're going to get back into Wheel of Time with a little bit of a different approach to it. So Mike, what are we doing today? We're going to be doing our predictions and wants, our deepest, darkest desires, for season three of Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime. Which will probably come out in like two years, <laughs> but it's never too early. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna need to really we're gonna have to re listen to this by that point and be like, they got this right. No, we were yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna definitely make another episode about this probably later on, closer once we see the trailer for season three. But it's always uh, fun to speculate and always fun just to like say, mm-hmm. here's what we actually want without being influenced by anything other than our knowledge of the series from reading the books many times, as well as watching the first two seasons of Wheel of Time. Yeah. All right, so before we get into that, I'm going to give out the typical reminders. If you want to send us an email, that is fantasyrewindpod at gmail.com. If you want to get at us on X, that is at fantasyrewind. And we are also on Instagram, which is at fantasyrewindpod. All right, Mike, without any farther delay, let's dive into the rewind. All right, Dylan, so our predictions. I think maybe we could do this big story things, uh, characters. Let's, Let's start with characters, though. What are some of your predictions for our wolf brother friend? <laughs> well, no, actually, maybe we should start with story, 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 because then we, and then I feel like because I'm going to talk about characters, and I'm going to be like these story elements. So let's talk big story elements. What do you think they're going to incorporate into season three? Where are they yeah, going to so go? Yeah, so this what is going to be gonna way more of an unstructured episode because we're coming into this without really a guiding frame, and that's completely cool for me for what this episode is because it's basically just whatever we want it to be. Um, So what I'll say is that we know from Rafi Judkins himself, the dark one, that we are going to be getting basically book four for season three of Wheel of Time, which is arguably my favorite book in the series. And it's also the book, what's that? Shadows Rising. Yeah, so I, I didn't even mention oh, it. Yeah, sorry. Shadow Rising. Shadows definitely. Rising. That's my favorite um, book good, in the series. Very great book. Can't wait to Four. get into that adaptation, hopefully. But we know that that is going to be where season three goes. So knowing that kind of helps hone in what we want, what we would like to see, and just in general, where we think that this story is going to be going. But... With all of that being said, what I would really like to see, I we need to see the Rubidion arc for Rand and Matt. We need to see Egwene and the Wise Ones. Mm-hmm. We need to see Rand become oh, yeah, the absolutely. Karakarn. And I'm not sure yeah. if that's going to be our season finale for season three, but I think it probably should be. What about you, Mike? What are the big beats that you really want to see for season three? Okay, I mean, you hit on it. Shadow Mm. Rising is honestly my favorite book in the series uh, after reading it multiple times. Like, it's the one that I always read through. I'm just like, this this was so good. 
every piece of it was just such a great uh, to me it's really where story element real of time characters. as a series I mean, becomes e- great it's really like dives into that lore it's really the turning point in yeah. the series for me Well, and it's where, too, Robert Jordan went from just writing a three-book trilogy to an a epic, full-blown, this-is-going-to-be-a-series. Yeah. And uh, I really... So there's a couple of things. One, I would really like mm-hmm. them not to ignore the tear and the rest of the prophecy. Start season three off with, like, Tom Marilyn giving this whole story about the dragon to people in a bar and talking about how he took tear and have, like, flashbacks to... Rand doing these things and you don't have to get into all of it like fighting some of the forsaken they can name that drop that later or whatever but have that be like an element or a piece to it so that way that's a you know a part of the story that doesn't get left behind in my opinion or they can go back to it later honestly and wrap it in but I, I think that would be kind of a fun way of not having to forget story elements and i know people are probably listening to this being like but the stone of tears such an awesome fight and it is really cool and really fun but i still think like it's something they could wrap in uh to the overarching overarching story what i really want them to make sure they do is they have elaine and nynaeve go on the witch hunt i'm putting quotations in the air uh, of the Black Sisters and have that maybe even be the start of the season with Leandrin defecting, taking her Black Sisters with her, and, like, Elaine and Nynaeve are hunting them down. Like, that is such a huge arc, and I don't want them to get rid of that mm-hmm. because that's really important for Elaine and Nynaeve's relationship and them developing, and they've already started sowing the seeds of them being independent problem solvers. So keep that going. I am intrigued, though, with how they left things with the Amarlin if they're I not completely going to agree. have that be a reason why she's deposed and sort of move the move the deposing of her to this next season. I feel season. like it's coming. And I kind of don't want that, but I feel like it's going to happen. But, um, I mean, like you said, definitely have to have everything with the Aiel all laid up in there. But... I'm just, yeah, I'm a little concerned because of how they kind of brought in the Forsaken at the end of this season. If they're going to have them sort of be more frontal antagonists to Rand, or if they're going to kind of leave some of them over to the side for Nynaeve and Elaine and others to deal with, like mm-hmm. how they're going to incorporate them. They're kind of wild cards. I mean, we we know that in the books, in Shadow Rising, Rand Asmodian, faces yeah. Asmodian? Yeah, Asmodian, and, uh, well, it's with Selene as well, but she might still do that. He might still become a onto teacher, Loghain. but it seems like they're really trying to push that onto, yeah, onto Loghain. And I'm just, I don't know how they're, like, that's kind of, to me, something that I'm excited about, but really concerned about, because, you know, like, what are they going to do with them? In the books, a lot of, not a lot of them, but a few of them were really just like, in a scene or two and then gone like their fingerprints was sort of sprinkled throughout different events and stuff but they weren't really in the forefront and i feel like this show really wants to move some of these characters i feel also though that's the case because so far the forsaken have been some of the strongest actors in the series 
And so you want more screen time for your best actors. Oh, and great. Brilliant. I, I feel like we're going to get oh, more Mogidian than we we probably did in the books. But it really also mm-hmm. makes me just, like, think about Tanchico <laughs> and how Elaine and I need are going to be going there. But at the same time, I'm just, like, talking to myself. And I'm just like, you know, it'd be great for them just, just to go right there. But there's so much that has to happen first, and they need to go back to the tower. They need to get that, get more training. They need to get that arc done. Yeah. And they haven't even brought in, too, anything with Chameleon. Or, oh I was God. like, Chameleon? What Who's Chameleon? <laughs> I know. What am I doing? I want to say Camelot. Camelot is, really is what, what you're talking say. about. Yes. Because I can't refer the, the life whole Camelot part. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh, Camelot. Just, just now. But so here's right here's now. the deal I'm too, so though. Sorry. Is like I'm so sorry. On top anyway, of them uh, needing to go back to the White Tower for training, we already like got the seed sown that Loghain was going to be being taken back to the tower, and I feel like that's important when we talk about the disposition of the Amulet or of the Amarlin. And where that can go. But I also just don't really know how they're going to justify sending Elaine and Nynaeve back to the tower if it's not to seek out the Black Sisters without Egwene going as well. Unless she's going to prove to Moraine that she's gotten so much stronger by being a captive. And is able to do all these cool things without doing their fancy water dancing weaves and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, it's you know she's going to end up going, and when she does, it's going to be that's going to be part of the arsenal against the Amarlin. Yeah, so I I don't know. It's just like Gawain Galad. I'd I'd love it if you know Matt has to go back to the tower to get like fully healed from the dagger. And, like, there's a quick scene with him fighting Galad and Gawain and everything. But at the same time, how is he going to get back with them? Yeah. Where are Mm. they doing that? In eight episodes. Right? I feel like if they're going to do it, they're going to do this kind of quick. They're going to, oh, Elaine and Nynaeve are going back. Egwene is staying Mm -hmm. with Moraine for, like, independent study, whatever. And then you have like them show up and the Amarlin's like things aren't looking great here you know I was injured there's rumors in the tower like things are going poorly we heard about Leandra and she killed a bunch of sisters on the way out I have no one I can trust not even you know not even the keeper like even our uh, mistress of novices would compromise so I need you guys to go after them Elaine you have an aunt that's there and you guys are going to go visit and you're going to take Loghain, or like Loghain ends up going, I feel like Loghain may end up going with them in this interpretation of the Wheel of Time because they do want him to be more present and that's going to bring mm. in more of his character as well. But I don't know. We'll see. So you mentioned pairing right off the bat here. And so I think that we do know, well... Because Perrin is we the weakest a boy. Thing about him. But uh, we know that Perrin is going to go back to the two rivers. He is. And to me, what that says is that we need to be introduced to Fael 
in oh. either episode one or two of season three have something be established where she gets like enthralled with Perrin or like interested in Perrin enough to go and follow him to the two rivers. But her whole deal in the book is that she's a hunter of the horn. And it's been no secret that the Horn of Valir is found and it's been blown. And so all of this stuff is happening. And I'm just like, I don't know how they're going to do all of this within the short time we're going to get. I just feel like the there's so many dangling threads there that I would love to see happen. But I just don't know, especially when they go talking about making Egwene's mom, Marin Elvire, into a more major character. And I'm just like, why? Oh my gosh! I don't know. I maybe she ends up leading. Yeah, the I don't know. Maybe she took over as wisdom husband. when Nynaeve left, or something like that. Yeah. Or she's the one building a resistance army of some sort with the women's yeah. circle. Like, we don't know what's going to happen there. I don't know. I. I I am a little. Con- I didn't even so think much. about that part of it, and that is there's a lot. Yeah, in that Pat and that has to happen because Pat and Fane has to become much more of a villain than he is. And what's his reasoning for going back to the Two Rivers to just like to bring justice and destroy everyone? We haven't gotten that much of him. He's been really just like this elusive, almost yeah. just like. He's here for the fans. And his corruption of the White Cloaks that happens in the books. I I just don't know. Unless, like, he gets in with Dane Bornhold early. And is like, hey, you know that guy that killed your dad? I know where his family is. They're all dark friends. We should go take care of them. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's going to be a time skip again, obviously, in between the two seasons. But how they, what they decide to stuff in there is like, oh, this happened. So, like, that's what's going on. Kind of like in this season, you know, all of a sudden Elaine and Nynaeve are, in a, mm-hmm. uh, or sorry, Egwene and Nynaeve are back in the tower. And Rand's just presumed dead and, like, all this. And Rand's, but actually Rand's been in Kyrian and he's been shacking up with Selene. Like, we're going to have to sort of be ahead. Maybe Perrin and Fael are in the two rivers. Or maybe we see like Pat and Fane riding with Dane Bornhold and they're just sort of like, oh, they're together. And we get maybe reasons why hinted at in dialogue or whatever else. And we'll have to kind of pick up some pieces there. And I, I don't think that's a great way to do a lot of this because it sort of muddies the motivations for these characters and the manipulation so of if- some of the dark friends as well. But they've kind of... I mean, they have no problem the throwing wayside. some characters yeah. uh, into the meat grinder. Uno. Uh, so what I was going to say as well you know, is that a lot of although friends, this so is going to be my favorite book, Shadow Rising, it's also where I become most concerned for the series because I just really don't know with how much the lore gets expanded in from book four onward how they're going to be able to condense that down into eight episodes and not have it feel insanely rushed. And I just really hope that the network, Amazon, hears the outcry from the fans and just realizes that if they're spending all this money, they need to do it in a way that's going to make this series better. 
and just give it at least two more episodes. Please. I mean, they really do need to. And I think the demand's been there. It's definitely been popular. I haven't looked at the numbers for this second season, but I'm sure it's... All right, so let's get in. And we, we, did, we did a lot of talking there about just, like, the general story arcs that we see within Shadow Rising. As Yeah, go for it. I do want to say one thing. When we talk about predictions... See, that's exactly where I was going. I was like... Cut. We've talked about the story and how it is in the books. Now, how do we feel like it's going to be adapted into the show itself and where we're going to go from there? So I'm just going to start right off by saying that from all indications, I think they're just cutting tier. They're going to just ignore tier, not have that happen, which is a huge mistake. But (laughs) uh, yeah, with Kalendor, I just... Because mm. Kalendor, yeah. So I think they're cutting tier, and what that will do for me is I think it just makes it, again, an extremely tenuous grasp of any kind of relationship for Rand to have with Elaine. Because he's met her for like 30 seconds in the series here, and his whole reasoning for going back to mm-hmm. like his friends was to help Egwene, who... There's going to have to be some kind of a reckoning between them where Egwene tells Rand or Rand tells Egwene or both have that mutual understanding that, hey, whatever we had, it's gone. Like, I don't love you like that anymore. Yeah. They're going to do that in Falma. And probably. And then that's that I, you know, with Elaine kind of coming in and picking up the pieces and Egwene kind of planned this whole yeah. thing. I remember that her uh, thought process. Yeah. I just, I'm thinking back to like the scenes in tier at the beginning of shadow rising where apparently like Elaine and Rand had been sneaking off into corners to kiss and everything. And I'm just really thinking about the implications here where they, since they decided to adult it up and make Elaine, sorry, Egwene and Rand sleep together and now she's going to be okay with this new chick that she was friends with coming in and, like, sliding on in there. And it just it just complicates things even farther. And But that's the kind of drama I feel like they want to focus on with the series here. So as far as what I think is going to be cut out is I think we're going to have a cut down on the prophecies, have a cut down on some of the more fantastical elements like the Elfin and the Elfin. And I think those might be addressed in different ways. Like they might have another pot of tea waiting for Matt and Ruidion. Or it's just Ruidion's yeah. like the rings and Matt decides to go through too. And what he sees is very different. So what's something that you feel like they're going to be cutting or uh, oh, something they might do to bring up. based on what we've gotten so far? So I, I'm going to be in tr- – and you brought up some good points there with, like, the romance between Elaine and Rand. I kind of think that maybe maybe they keep Elaine and Nynaeve with Rand and them. And so Rand sort – or so Elaine's kind of getting closer and closer to Rand 
as they're going to Rudion. And maybe they do, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how they're going to, if they're going to separate them out or they have to. I feel like they have to because they've kind of, they've brought Leandrin up. They have Leandrin, mm-hmm. they have Mogadine kind of set up for next season. And it's going to be intriguing to see what they end up doing with them because they also have all the other Forsaken. I don't think they would go as far as making Mogadine the villain for Rand and everyone because then they're completely eliminating the entire black sister chase the entirety of leandrin in them uh, I, oh it's really tough i think they will probably cut off quite a bit of the tower maybe even the entire i feel like they have like, to do the division of the division tower, the tower. that's such an important part of the series yeah it does that is how you know Egwene does end up becoming Omerlin, so they would need the other part i feel really like need that you mentioned though is the black sister hunt because that is so crucial to again elaine and nynaeve having anything of value to do throughout the series because there's so much for them to do in that section and nothing else really like if they stayed with rand what would they do be hanging out and uh be going to the sweat tent with the wise ones like Egwene? Yeah, and my thing too is is that they really have not done a good yeah. job of giving Rand yes. any kind of time to shine, or prove that he's like a dragon born in any way, shape, or form. And they really need to do that. Rudion should be his fight. I mean, Matt's there too, but like that is his thing, and they need to give him something because they've taken or at least shared, split yeah. everything from him so far. So here's the and other I, thing. Yeah. Because otherwise it's almost like he's the Dragon Reborn. Right, cool, right. but everyone does exactly. everything for him. Exactly. Like but here's the thing. Do you think they make the I yields use swords? You think they'll keep them to spears? Okay. Because no, I, I was going to say that I would be willing to bet, just with the bullshit Rafi's been sprinkling out there, that he's he's hinted that maybe he'll make Rand do a sword fight later on in the series. So I'm like, okay, maybe they make his confrontation with Kuladin a battle between blade masters for the Aiel to be called Karakarn, or yeah, right? Or he goes oh, and he God. fights Semiel with uh, the blade master there. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Maybe a power wrought sword. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking it's more probably a forsaken, and like it's to a point where it's like they sit there and they're channeling at each other, and it's just like futile. Yeah, and so they make the decision. Fine, we'll just be, we'll just do this sword and sword or whatever. They're weaves because like they just keep blocking each other's like. But yeah. So my one yeah, of my hopes weaves. for this next so. season is that Rand gets a moment to shine without being aided by all these other people something to show hey i am the dragon reborn i am important and powerful and this is what it means to be the dragon reborn yeah yeah now you don't think they would cut out absolutely not that is happening that's 100 percent happening yeah it is it really is but i biggest my biggest hope for that is that 
they make the relationship he develops with Fayil matter and important and like feel genuine. And I feel like that's going to yeah. be hard to do with the pairing we've gotten so far because yeah, exactly. Well, and especially after they just threw his wife into exactly. the grinder. And he's been wearing his wedding ring moping the entire time because of that decision. And at the same time, like how is he going yeah. to fall in love with this character that he has yet to meet yet and then marry her in the two rivers like like he does um if they go there this next season i don't know that's a good question that's a good question yeah, lots a lot there to kind of think about as we move into this next season. Yeah, I do want like my big wants here is that they like we I, I mean we kind of already sprinkled them throughout our yeah. conversation, but giving Rand his moment to shine, keeping in the major story elements of like Rudion in the waste, mm-hmm. the Black Aja hunt, you know the two rivers like those three things, and also the I mean the division of the tower. And they don't need to make that one as bloody or as big of a deal, I don't think, because honestly, if they're not introducing Galad or Gaon or a lot of those other characters, you could have it just kind of be almost this like end of season thing where it's like, like you know, um, Nynaeve and Elaine end up in this town and they find a bunch of blue sisters and they're just like, wait, what happened? And they're just sort of, oh, yeah, Swan and... Um, you know, Swan was deposed and they kicked all the blue sisters out of the tower and it's now a tower without the blue Aja. Elida is taking control. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it happens to be, but have that kind of happen. I don't, honestly, I don't really care to see all of that. Reading it was really tough. Like, hearing about the warders basically killing each other and, um, you know, all of that was... Pretty brutal. See, I could I totally I really see that to happening it. in the so season finale for personally. season three as well. Like that happening for the the girls in the tower division, but then like also Rand declaring himself as the Karakarn on the other side of it all, and have like those two like major event moments happening. Yeah, I mean that would be. But cool. again, I just really hope that that would be cool. The, way that we get to these events feels earned i want it to actually feel like yeah you know what rand went through some trials and tribulations he deserves to be the karakarn like he he didn't just get handed this from somebody else saying here you go sir and that Nynaeve and elaine do this cool investigation into the black aja maybe have some confrontations with Leandrin, especially with the relationship between Nynaeve and Leandrin that they've been building, having it be like mentor versus mentee, that the payoff, exactly. Like have some payoff. And then at the same time, having them groveling to Mogadine and having Mogadine be the spider that's lurking in the background, maybe not having as much of a frontal role right now, but being like the, the mastermind of all of this like chaos that's about to be sown Mm -hmm. have her be the Mm -hmm. one who leads the whole tower into a big division you know yeah like i i think that's awesome 
But I think it, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, I mean, we didn't cover everything like, here's our wants, here's our predictions, as much as we just talked it about it all together. And I'm kind cool with that. I think, movie. again, this is more of like a, a just a conversation between two book nerds who love this book. Obviously, it's our favorite. And just wanting to see this <laughs> series be successful, Cavelin, but also yeah. be good. And I think I'd rather have it be good and no one like it. Yeah. Then it suck and be the most popular show on Amazon. Uh-huh. So I I just want it to be quality. Uh, yeah. I would yeah, like we don't want to cancel between those good. two things, but yes, <laughs> I I agree completely. Yes, exactly. You know, we don't need right, another right. like Firefly situation. All right, but but uh, I think next we're going to be so our next episode is going to be kind of Percy Jackson our predictions after watching the trailer and our trailer reaction before that kind of starts dropping here pretty soon, which I'm so excited for because I am a giant Rick Riordan head and I've read all those books except for the newest. Per- I actually been really bad i didn't read the newest percy jackson book he just came out with which was his like return to the series and forever and he released another one which had um oh yeah i don't know i haven't read um, these books but i'm excited to see this show so it doesn't matter i'm excited because you're excited and so i want to i want to see where that goes oh yeah greek who doesn't love like greek mythology that sounds good to me like a hero's tale come on now (laughs) All right. Well, with all of that being said, this is going to be Two Nerds signing off. See ya. See ya.